0: Hey, there is me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And in this episode, I had the pleasure of talking with Tracy Prescott And for those of you guys who don't know, she's a life and health coach. And we took time to understand and decode the messages that other people have told us, and the stories that we tell ourselves in relating to how we live optimally. If you're interested in having the conversation about how you can thrive, not just with the food that you consume, but the people and the things that are around you, listen to this episode. You're gonna get a lot of value and you're only gonna get it unless you hang around until this short break. Hey
1: Tracy, how are you doing? I'm doing so good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my goodness. We have too much
0: to discuss. Too much. You know, one of the things that I've always enjoyed talking with you and other entrepreneurs is that we created businesses out of our own problems that we needed to solve. Uh And, you know, you are like exemplary of... I just took my need to fix how I viewed how I consume food, how I view life and transformed it into a business and helping other people. But for those who don't know about you, Tracy, would you explain a little bit about your background from marketing and advertising to basically health and life coaching?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You bet. So it's probably not the typical like career path that you would expect, but, um, I was a former advertising executive. I was in the industry for about 20 years, absolutely loved being amongst the most creative brains out there. I loved working with the, with the type of clients that we had. It's just, it is such a sexy and fun industry to be in. So, I would have never imagined that you fast forward five, six years, and I would be sitting here as a life coach on your podcast, no less, um, talking to people about how to take control of their health and wellness. But here I am. I uh, knew that there was a calling for something bigger. And I truly believe that When you're ready to conclude a relationship, whether that's a relationship with your employer, whether that's a relationship with your partner, it's so much more like fun and I would say fulfilling to conclude it when you're in a really good frame of mind. Like I loved every single day of that career. And even though I definitely had my like back and forth internal arguments about leaving a job at the height of my career, I also knew that leaving from a place of like adoring the industry was probably the best time to leave. And so I felt called for something more. I really wanted to help and mentor other women who wanted to start purpose-driven businesses. That was my passion. And so I left, I started a consulting company that kind of created a roadmap for women who had strong purposes that they wanted to monetize. At the exact same time, I was working with a life coach and I found myself really implementing a lot of those life coach type concepts, techniques. I was implementing those into my programming and thought, you know, I could probably serve my clients even better if I had stronger skills within the life coaching arena, like if I really had stronger techniques. So I kind of, uh, did a quick little detour, went and pursued a life coaching and weight loss certification. It was actually kind of like a buy one, get one. (laughs) And the reason why that was, um, compelling to me is because I had a few pounds to lose. And so I thought I'm going to get the life coaching skills for, you know, the client, the business side of things, and I'm going to apply the weight loss type skills to my own personal life. And little did I know that the journey of weight loss would be documented through, um, social media as a, as a marketing, you know, I guess a marketing intention. We, we had the objective of like using kind of lifestyle marketing to draw people into my coaching program. And what they saw was me and my weight loss transformation. And so I started attracting people on weight loss coaching and it was, it's, so I do, a I would say I do a fair mix of coaching across the board, whether it is professional coaching, weight loss coaching, relationship coaching, I am a life coach and the foundation of everything I teach starts at the level of your mind. So it doesn't really matter what problem you have. I can teach you how to self coach to solve every single problem and create anything that you want from your life. So, um, My company is called Self-Made You, and I have a program that's called Self-Made Mind and Body that really has an emphasis on a mental, emotional, physical, and metabolic transformation. So we really like start with the inside and move outward in that transformational process. And the cool thing is, is I would say 99, if not 100% of my clients will tell you that they came wanting to lose weight. And they stayed because it changed their life, you know, comprehensively and personally, professionally, spiritually, on and on and on. So, and I don't, I I will just be really honest with you, Denise. I don't take the credit for that. They did the work. I taught them how to self-coach. They put in the work. And that is something as a life coach that I could not be any more proud of is that I equipped these students to take responsibility of all of their results, unintentional and intentional. And it, it changed their lives. It changes the lives of the people around them. And that is such a rewarding experience. So although I would have never uh, forecasted, this is where I would be, you know, five years after leaving corporate America, I am so, so happy that it played out this way.
0: (laughs) You know, as I was listening to you explain things, what I heard was lots of accountability and inner alignment yeah accountability with yourself allowed you to align with what makes sense to you even if you didn't think it was serving others when we first get to this place where we know something needs to change we don't see how it can bless and help other people and for those who are listening getting better for yourself is more
1: than just you. It's your community. Mm -hmm. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And I would say for those people who maybe get a little confused about what does it mean to be aligned? Um, what does it mean to have a purpose? I would say just look within and really start to like assess and audit your values. Like you can't argue with your own personal values, no matter what they are, they're important to you. And if you let those kind of drive your next steps, you can't go wrong. You absolutely cannot go wrong. That is how you show up as an authentic and a genuine person. And so I really believe that, you know, following your values. First of all, doing the work to understand what it is that you value and then letting that really kind of lead the way to your next step and the kind of the path to what it is that you want most. It's a really great way of when you come up to a crossroads, when you have to make a decision, always lean into your values.
0: And that actually... Is a great segue to what we're going to be really diving in today. Before we started recording, I was like, "Oh, Tracy, like, where do we start, honey? Like, oh, there's there's just too much to go into." And we talked about, you know, comfort eating. We talked about like understanding yourself. And as we were talking, I was thinking about the stories that other people have told us mm-hmm. that we've adopted that are we're not based in reality or based in fear. For yeah. their own insecurities or own selfish motivated issues and then the things that we can tell ourselves about what is to be true and i think that's another form of realignment yeah that we're out we're taking out the outdated hardware <laughs> computer analogy and then putting in new programming but yeah. let's speak about like this issue of why do we eat as a source of comfort
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we all have an unintentional way of reacting to our feelings. And if we know that those reactions create unwanted results for us, we can do different, but I'll, I'll just say this, that it takes an awareness. It takes a level of, um, work, to heighten your level of awareness around the fact that you are unintentionally creating these results, subconsciously you have thoughts. You're not even aware of them because they were directly or indirectly programmed almost always from a very young age. So if you were directly told by a grandmother that you must clean your plate because there's starving children in other parts of the world, and you don't know any better than to not question authority and to believe what she's telling you, then you very likely will never question that, right? And you'll always think that cleaning your plate is a necessity. It's a non-negotiable, right? Because at that age, you aren't taught to question your thinking. You just, you've got that that belief now that you must always clean your plate, which if you don't, you feel fear, right? You're scared for what might happen. And then that puts you in a reactive state. You don't even have to think about it. That's on like autopilot. So it makes perfect sense that as an adult, you might find yourself overeating, which is almost always the root cause of being overweight. And I'll say almost always because I have a lot of women that come through our program that their hormones are out of balance. They are dealing with um, insulin. Um, They're either insulin um, dependent or they are insulin resistant. And so we need to balance out that hormone, but I will say that they got to that place quite often because of overeating. So that is a very typical root cause, but of being overweight. But if you back it up even further, if you really look at the reverse architecture, it's because you were overeating out of fear because you had a belief that was programmed way back when indirectly or directly. Right. So ultimately what I want people to know is that it's not your fault. You are not broken. And this is not irreparable. You just have to have a heightened sense of awareness around what's really going on. And so that's why I named my company Self Made You. It's learning how to take responsibility for those unintentional results so that you can take responsibility to create with intention whatever It is that you most desire. Without being able to take responsibility for one, it's very difficult to create the other. And so I teach both sides. And the most important, in my opinion, the most important component that I can teach is the unintentional, how it's not your fault. Because so many people are walking around feeling so broken. There's so much self-loathing going on because they think that they've done something wrong or that they're morally wrong because they're overweight. And that's simply not the case. I would say at best, you're just misinformed.
0: You know, as you were talking about the fear, I also think about the pleasure and disindulge me, as I say this, I, I, I remember when my child was, uh, three or four years old and that I remember the pediatrician gave me this little note about don't reward via food Mm -hmm. and they were saying like you know when your child doesn't do when your child does good things don't say here's a little piece of candy instead give them a hug and a kiss or do something that's non-food related and that was the I, I can't tell you, Tracy, how that had a huge imprint on my mind, because I think about so often, we've, as child endured childhood, I talking about messaging, you know, we thought we could reward ourselves and other people through food.
1: Right, right. Yeah. So it's really asking yourself the question, does food mean love? Food is just a circumstance, right? It's very neutral. I think one way about food, you think another way about food, right? Food is just a neutral circumstance that we all have the ability to choose how we're going to think about it. But again, to your point, if you were programmed to believe that food means love, that's gonna take a heightened sense of awareness around that. You have to acknowledge that. A, that's not your fault and if you want to create different results for yourself then we just simply need to do the work to ask yourself how else do you want to start thinking about food i would recommend thinking about food as fuel right and that takes it takes time to kind of reprogram to use your words like it really is like we got to reboot uh, the software here.
0: <laughs> you know, it, it's, I mean, we're, we're, I know that those who are listening are like, oh yeah, thanks, Denise. Thanks, Tracy. You're making it sound easy. Yeah. Thank you very much. And I think for a lot of, I'm specifically talking about women. I'm not saying there's men who don't struggle with this because I'm not one judge. And But I think for a lot of women, they have gone diet after diet after diet or watched some program on Dr fill in the blank on TV. (laughs) And they're like, well, I know this in my head space. How can I connect that with my mind? I know it takes time, but what does that mean exactly?
1: Yeah. Well, that doesn't typically come natural. So I think that that's probably the most shocking um, component of my program is when people come in thinking that they're going to change their body and they realize that we start with changing your mind and then changing your body organically happens. So yeah, there is a mind body connection that I think does not really get emphasized or even talked about at all in the mainstream diet industry. I think they put such a strong emphasis on like the body transformation that it gets lost in, in like the, I don't know, it's, it, there is, if there even is language associated with how important your thinking and your beliefs are, because those are what triggers your feeling that has you reacting. Um, if there's any talk about that whatsoever, it often just gets like, you know, it gets a two second talk time. And, and I do think that our mainstream diet culture is just starting to recognize that people are evolving to understand that there is a mind body connection. So they're starting, I would say some of these bigger brands are starting to touch on the significance of hormones, the significance of your emotions, the significance of your um, mental health, because Those are truly the root causes that need to be talked about. They need to have an emphasis put on them. And to be very honest, the reason why these big diet brands don't do that is because they know if they stick with just the actions, Hmm. it's, it will get you weight loss, but it doesn't keep you there, which is perfect for them because then you come back, right. And you write the next check. And it's not sustainable unless the work is done on the emotional and mental part. And some people, it's the metabolic part. It's the hormones too. But um, yeah, that just doesn't get talked about. And so I truly believe it has to be a comprehensive approach. And you have to look at the transformation as a whole. It's mental, emotional, physical, and metabolic. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I wish that society would accept that it's not going to be solved in a pill or a shake or a machine, you know, or some extreme workout that it takes you integrating all these facets that you've talked about, Tracy, the mind, the body, the soul, the metabolic, like in connecting all of that together as a unit versus trying to t- t- like treat it piecemeal. Yeah. And one of the things that I know you've probably seen that I feel conflicted about, and I would love your take on this is a little off the feet and path, but it relates to the whole idea of messaging is I remember, I'll never forget this a couple of years ago. What was it? Jillian Michaels. She was commenting on a, a celebrity that was obese, more really obese. I'll just say it that way. And she said, You know, I, my kids love this personality. They're great, but I don't believe it's healthy. And everyone came, when I ever mind. Pop culture came and was like, how dare you? Your body's shaming. She feels good about herself. And Jillian Michaels was correct. She's like, you're morbidly obese. You're a higher risk for cardiovascular disease. You know, all these other stuff. You're putting stress on your joints. But it was the shame of being canceled that prevented that truth being spread.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I would say that from a metabolic standpoint, your metabolic health has such a significance. (laughs) It's everything in your longevity, right? If you don't have good metabolic health, you have just um, collapsed the amount of time you will be on the face of this earth. So it is so important that you understand what is at the root of metabolic health. And it truly is your insulin, your blood glucose, um, the weight, the fat that you're carrying on your body. You know, one of the comorbidities almost always is being overweight. I mean, to everything. Like being overweight is a contributor to Alzheimer's. You know, any sort of high blood glucose readings on the regular um, contributes to almost every single chronic illness and disease. So, was she wrong to state that as a fact? You know, from a metabolic standpoint, she's accurate, but it really is what was the context of it? Now, Jillian Michaels cannot make another person feel shame, right? If that person says, I feel really good about my body and they are being honest about it, then there is no problem, right? If that person doesn't have a problem, there is no problem. It's it's kind of, you have to obviously know the context from which it was said, but I would agree that, you know, people who are morbidly obese, the likelihood of them living a shorter life is, you know, highly probable because it does contribute to a lot of chronic illnesses and diseases. And, um, I just don't think that you can argue that.
0: I really like how you said that it's not a problem unless they, they believe it's a problem. And then for those of you guys who are listening, you're like, well, I'm overweight and I'm happy about this. I'm like, well, Awesome. Yeah. Amen. Keep, you know, keep doing you, baby. Like we're we're this is not a conversation about making you feel uncomfortable about where you are in your right. with your weight. This is about you feeling realigned with what feels good for you, which makes sense.
1: Right. I get people into my program that do not have one single pound to lose. I have people in my program that are not, they come in and if you had them on a BMI chart, which I don't ap- actually believe in, but if you know, if you were trying to determine if they were in the morbidly obese range, but yet they aren't coming into the program to lose weight, they just want to understand how their thinking and feeling is contributing to all of their results in their life. Maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's their profession. Um, it's fascinating to me that they're learning about themselves they're learning how that architecture, I call it the mind math. It's how your thinking and your feeling always creates your results, period. No matter what that result is, it is always coming from the way you are thinking and feeling about any given circumstance. And so, yeah, I don't think that, um, you have to, if you are somebody who is very happy with the, your chemistry, the way your body is made up and the way you look, that is great. Then there is no problem to be solved. I'm here to help those people who believe they have a problem in any aspect of their life. I'm, it doesn't have to be specifically, um, their weight. So if they don't feel like they have a problem, like I am like that you are the epitome of what most people want to be. Cause most people are walking around with so much shame because they think that they have all these problems that they like morally create immorally broke, you know, created for themselves. Like they feel so much shame around said problems and, um, I'm here to show them that it is truly how they're choosing to think about every circumstance in their life.
0: I love what you say. Cause you know, one of the things I have with my practice and you probably have I can echo this as well as there's no shame, no blame. You know, we're all just seeking information yeah. yeah, and allowing yourself to
1: find out what that
0: truth looks like to you right now.
1: Right. Yeah. Yep. I think that the people that I attract, the people that I want to surround myself around or surround myself with is um, primarily lifelong learners, people who are constantly seeking to learn more specifically about themselves. Because if you understand yourself, you will live an optimal life, which will impact those around you. And if we all were on board with that, and we just kind of stayed in our lane and learned more about us and how we influence organically those around us the world would be a very very different place i
0: feel like 9 99.5% of people are operating and living in an energy of fear shame and insecurity and blame and oh girl, blame too you know yeah. and if you can allow yourself to drop that shield and just allow life and people around you to teach you, then you'll be much further faster. And I'm not just
1: talking about your weight. Right. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. Release that, that like instinct to blame, and you will quickly find how much better off you are by actually taking on the responsibility because when you're blaming, you know, indirectly or directly, you're giving the power away to something outside of you. But when you're actually taking the responsibility, that's when you have control to change. That's a far better place to be in than to be in the victim role and to be blaming things outside of you. So that is like step number one in really understanding how to feel different very quickly. People who, feel like they do not have control. It's because they're blaming something or someone outside of them. And so, um, we can quite quickly change the way that they're feeling, which will organically have them showing up and doing different.
0: You know, we've talked a lot about the stories that other people have told us, Can we transition to the stories that we can tell ourselves? And I know you mentioned earlier about shame, like we don't have to shame ourselves or blame others. What new stories can we start telling ourselves? And I'm not talking about just to lose weight. I'm talking about how we can start
1: living optimally. Yeah. Yeah. I think it starts with recognizing that you are a human being, right? We are all made up with the same brain we have a prefrontal cortex that likes to make decisions but it only operates a fraction of the time what operates on the default is what i like to call our primitive brain it's what god gave us to keep us safe and when we were actually in a primitive state you know it kept us alive unfortunately at this stage in the game we're not in a whole heck of a lot of danger although we still have this primitive brain running the show. And so when you notice those primitive brain thoughts, now notice I didn't say, when you get rid of those primitive brain thoughts, because they're never gonna go away, all right? Let's just make that clear, they're not going away. The difference is you do not wanna be reacting from them. Instead, you want to respond to them. So just like responsibility is kind of my buzzword. You, we want to strengthen your ability to respond. That's what responsibility is. We no longer want to react. okay? Being in a reactive mode typically doesn't end well. So things that we can say to ourselves looks like this. I hate my body. You've noticed that you've had that thought. I hate my body. And you can notice, that you're having that thought that makes you feel a lot of shame. So it's either the feeling of shame that has kind of tripped the trigger, or maybe you are intuitive enough that you have caught on to that thinking. For me personally, I notice the feeling that it generates in my body. I I feel like this cloak of shame has just like come over me. Okay. So I notice that's the first step. And at that point in time, What I do to diffuse it, because if I didn't respond and I only reacted, the thought I hate my body that generates shame probably will send me into the kitchen, opening up the refrigerator faster than, you know, the speed of light. So instead of reacting and repeating that behavior that then puts me in a place of being overweight and likely on insulin. I want to respond. I want to respond with, oh, there it is again. That's just a primitive brain thought that I've thought a hundred, if not a thousand times today, right? And I don't need to react to it. It's okay to have that thought. I don't need to react to it. And just that has just allowed a little bit of space between me standing in the pantry or standing with the refrigerator door open and the thought that I'm having. It gives me space. That re that reaction isn't so urgent, right? Those urges feel very panicky when you're not paying attention. So I teach people how to notice it so that they can start to like talk different to themselves. They can change that thinking ever so slightly. I didn't go from I hate my body to, okay, I noticed it. And I'm going to instead think I love my body. No, that doesn't work because if you are believing you hate your body, it's very unlikely within three seconds, you're going to believe that you love your body. That's unreasonable, but you can believe that that is just a primitive brain thought that is coming from years of thinking that thought, and you've now noticed it and you don't have to react to it. You could think there's a primitive brain thought and that's okay. I'm human. I'm always going to have primitive brain thoughts, but that doesn't have to send me into the pantry. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. It makes sense. You know, I, when you were talking to pre uh, brain thought I was thinking to myself, your eyes are dilating, and your heart rates racing, and you're literally want to grab run out that cave with your club and <laughs> go back to those days that you know, your ancestors once lived and yep. for a lot of us. We and when I want to say off, I'm going to own my own issues too, is that when we are going back to those familiar patterns, and for some of you guys it's comfortating, but it could also could be anger issues, it could be not sleeping well. I mean, it just there's a gamut, right? I think for a lot of us, we're time traveling mentally mm-hmm. to events that have happened and we are afraid that may happen again, or a worst case scenario. So as you're talking about, like, we telling ourselves, you're okay, I take care of myself. But we also need to diffuse that sting of that past memory or those fears, you know, uh, oh. forecasting events appearing to be real, you know, like that are literally holding us hostage. I don't yeah. know if any other way to say it's hostage.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, trauma responses vary greatly. Um you could have had big T trauma, little T trauma that sends you into the fight or the flight or the freeze responses. Right. And again, it's just having a level of awareness that, you know, there is something that is triggering you and then learning to cope in a way that gets you closer to what it is that you most want. If you're somebody who desperately wants to lose weight, and you notice that you're being triggered, and those triggers always send you running to the pantry, that was a coping skill that might have worked for you for a number of years. But at this point in time, you've decided you want something different. So there are lots of different techniques that you can incorporate to get through those traumatic responses. Deep breathing is a great one. I love like just putting my hands on my chest and actually applying you know, some good pressure and reminding myself that I'm safe, that all I'm doing is experiencing an urge. I'm experiencing an, an emotion that I'm perfectly capable of navigating. I don't have to eat over it. I don't have to over drink over it. I'm safe. Like repeating that and breathing into it and reminding myself of what it is that I'm actually feeling is just an emotion. Right. And most of us, we fear emotions. We're so scared. And so we want to buffer it. That's why we dive into the pantry is because we want to numb that. We don't want to feel it. When The reality of it is, is that it's really not that scary. And we're all very equipped to just feel the feeling. You
0: know, I, I love the fact that you are encouraging our listeners to own those emotions and not run from them. Because I think we live in a society that encourages us to medicate, mask, evade, escape away all those things. Yeah. Or it's just information and the, or what we perceive, I will just say this, our feelings may not be what reality is. Right. Right. It's a form of protection that may not be aligned with reality. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think another technique is to ask yourself, like, what am I supposed to be learning from this? What is the message that I'm supposed to be hearing? You know, is there a message that maybe I didn't receive as a young child during a traumatic event, right. That I made meaning of, and I've carried it with me to now. And so there are so many techniques, but it's really a self-discovery process. It's really learning about yourself. And I know that that sounds complex and to some people that sounds very woo-woo it's actually very simple. It's just something that a lot of us haven't taken time to do. And it doesn't have to be hard. Um, that's why I love talking about like self-made you is the next level of education. It's a higher education and it's an education in you, <laughs> in yourself. It's something that I don't think has been offered to a lot of people, but man, does it make a huge difference in your life, when you understand how you react and create results and how you respond and create your results. It's everything.
0: Mm -hmm. And for those of you guys who are listening, I want to drop a link in the show notes below. So if you're interested in learning more about Tracy and self-made you, you can uh, be directed to that. But I think for the most important thing that I wanted to share, and you, you probably would echo this as well, Tracy, is that this is all about
1: exploration, not condemnation. Yes. Oh, yep. Amen. Absolutely. It's, it is a, it's a curriculum in you understanding you. And I will say for every person who's listening, who thinks, well, that's for them. And that's not for me because I'm actually broken. And she really doesn't know. I'm telling you, I do know I have been Mm -hmm. there. Yes, I, I introduced myself as a former corporate executive. I have all sorts of little t and big T trauma. And I understand what it's like to not want to look within because it's really scary. And sometimes it seems very dark. And you feel like you're so far gone that it is irreversible, irreparable. And that's simply not true. Mm-hmm.
0: I think all of us who are engaged in this conversation, obviously you and I, Tracy, and those who are listening, are here for a reason. Otherwise, we wouldn't be investing this time. So if you're listening, you're going, oh gosh, Tracy's ringing my bells. You know, I would encourage you to take that next step because I believe, honestly, that we are all here to learn and share and not just to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think we all have something to offer for sure. And, um, I like, I mean, of course I'm the guest on your podcast and I appreciate that so much. And I truly believe that every single listener has just as much to share. And, um, I find that to be fascinating. I'm so interested in other people. I hope that I can be, uh, you know, of interest to people. But, um, yeah, I think we all have so much value to share and I would encourage everybody to really look within and really dig out what that value is and like go out there and share it. That is what this world needs. It doesn't need more people keeping those gifts hidden and having all of this like negative self-talk going on that buries it. Like, get it out there. This is like our one opportunity, right, to to make a difference. And I would encourage everybody to do that.
0: And speaking on sharing, if you have been enjoying this conversation, be sure to share this episode uh, with other people because I definitely don't want this a conversation between you, me, and Tracy. <laughs> There are so much more people who can also benefit. So make sure that you share this, this episode, this podcast in general, so that others can be blessed. Tracy, if there's just one major thing that you really want everybody to just take away from, like their main point, what would it be?
1: Um, I would say that whatever result you are experiencing in your life, that you are condemning yourself for. I would challenge you to consider that it is not your fault that you have just been misinformed. and that is there any possibility that what I've just said to you could be true that has now just opened up the door. It cracked the door of possibility, which I want you to notice how, if there is any truth to that, how different, even if it's ever so slightly, it feels from the condemnation that you've been experiencing. So the takeaway is that it is not your fault. You are not broken. You are simply misinformed.
0: Tracy, I want people to connect with you. Obviously, I'm going to drop links, but please tell those who are listening right now where can we find you?
1: Yeah. So my website is www.com self, S E L F dash made M A D E. And then the letter U.com. I have all sorts of free resources. We have a private Facebook group. I have a free quiz that, um, will reveal what type of eater you are. We always say that, you know, being overweight, I know shock of all shocker, it, it is rooted in overeating and, So I teach people the four basics of of losing weight and it's understanding yourself. The four basics are S, solving the mind math, E, eating the foods that fuel you, L, learning to collect data so that you make decisions from data and not drama, and then learning how to fast. And I know that fasting sometimes can be triggering, but that is simply just extending the amount of time in between your meals so that your insulin can balance out. And so we teach those four basics and there's typically one of those components that people are missing. And so we have a free quiz that reveals which one of those components are you needing to put more of a focus or really learn about. And it's a quick quiz, but it's super, super informative. And then I have a free course that you take your results, and then you can take a course that teaches you exactly what you need to know if you are missing one of those components. So lots of free resources.
0: So there's no excuse for you not to find something that is most applicable uh, for you. Tracy, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your, just your knowledge and your experience and your willingness to share it freely with others. And I'm looking forward to talking with you again at a later time.
1: Thanks, Denise. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. Take care and be